You're listening to the number one podcast for Olive Branch and Eastern DeSoto County. This is OB Pod. Morning, Cash. Morning, Zach. How you doing, brother? I'm ready to murder you, but outside of that, enjoying the best day ever. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. I know I've been uh, throwing some daggers at you this morning before the pod, but hey. You know what? Kind of changes yeah. the flavor of the show today. It does, and I mean, we've got both got a little bit more high energy. I don't know how we did it because your Thanksgiving sounded as busy as mine did. Do you want to go first and uh, let everyone know? Well, my Thanksgiving is not over. Oh my so, goodness! You know, I have number three today. You know, we're recording today on Saturday, and yes, I had one on Thanksgiving Day, had one yesterday, and I have another one today. Yeah, um, I found out about the one. I what was it on Wednesday when you were doing a little bit of driving? I had my spies out in the city <laughs> letting me know, keeping keeping. A little yeah, tally on you. Well, it's nice that we get communications when you find people who have OP Pod sticker on their cars, you know, mm-hmm. and then I get spotted and I'm all out in Arkansas <laughs> on Wednesday. That's pretty freaking yeah, awesome. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to be able to see that and hear that you're having a nice little time. So, what was the best thing you had throughout the Thanksgiving? So, meal like so we talked far? about last week, um, my mother in law cooked for us on a Thanksgiving Day, and mm-hmm. she's very traditional. And they had you know the oven roasted turkey, and I they gave me the pleasure of carving the turkey, you know. And, and that's always things. a big thing. Well, yeah, I mean, especially when my father in law is in the room, you know, Ooh, and I get the like, knife, you know. It's kind of like I try to step on any toes or anything here. <laughs> But I mean, did you hey, bust out your own carving knife and everything? I know some people who take it serious. Well, and... you know, well, no. <laughs> but I am going to be thinking about that next year now that you've said it. But uh... before you started Dominus, so next time I'm just really going <laughs> to hammer it home. Yeah, but you know, what do you call it? The turkey was so tender; it just, you know, it, it was falling apart as you were cutting. Oh it. It man, you love to that. die for. You know, it was just. It was epic, and of course, she did fantastic. She does two versions of stuffing because she mm-hmm. likes to cater to everyone. You know, one softer, and some that sometimes it doesn't have onions, and the other one that does. And so, one with flavor and love, and another one just for the, the kids. The other who one is really there just to soak in the copious yep. amounts of gravy, gravy that she makes. Okay, and she makes authentic turkey gravy. I'm talking. Oh like, yeah, it is still in the roasting pan, being you know spun as it's going around. Oh it is, no, like, it's I was drinkable. Hoping, yeah. It's drinkable. I was hoping my mom. She's like, just take that turkey out. It's like that the oven roaster got a nice little slurry, just threw that in the gas stove, and then Could just started it. whisking it away. Just it. Mexican love, just going in there, going to town, and you're just like, okay, this yeah. is what we're here for. But of course, the usual, like I said before, sweet potato casserole was off the hook. We made them cream potatoes, which were I enjoyed very much. I, I'm afraid <laughs> to beat myself on the back, um, you know. But all the things we talked about last week, they were there. It was phenomenal, uh, really pleased. But last night we shook it up instead of trying to do turkey for three days in a row because. Family. We went to my brother's last night. Um, you know, he uh, we decided to do non-traditional, and we actually did breakfast for dinner. Oh, okay. And uh, you know, and my sister-in-law, I love her to death. She made a cinnamon sugar cream cheese filling that you could squirt onto your pancakes between each one. It sounds amazing. And then you put hot maple on top of it, and it was like you were eating dessert. See, I love that you went the extra step with hot maple syrup because people who just grab that cold log cabin and set it on the table. What am I supposed to do with this? Well, so my wife is a p- very particular about her syrup. She has, she'll put it in a cup and heat it up in the microwave. Yes. Even if it's not, and she wants it warm. You know, it's just, that's old Cracker Barrel style. You've got to be warm. It, it's a difference, man. It is a true game changer to have it. I know it thins it out and I'm usually prefer just like colder because it's nice and thick, but for maple syrup, that needs to be hot, penetrate into the actual pancake or waffle makes a huge difference. Oh, there's no doubt. Always makes me think about that movie, My Blue Heaven. And where they, they, there's a scene there where they complain about somebody mm-hmm. who puts syrup on each individual pancake as they're standing. <laughs> I don't know why that popped in my mind, but fantastic movie, by the way, yeah. if you have not seen it. But uh, I'm, I'm glad y'all are able to enjoy it. Now, have you ever taken the leftover stuffing and made a waffle out of it, then drizzled a little bit of gravy on there? Never heard of such thing, but it will be happening soon because oh. it'll be stuffing today, and <laughs> it, I will be getting me a handful of that. Well, one of my favorite things to do, and like trying to make it into like a nice little waffle, then kind of doing like a reverse eggs benedict, using the gravy as the hollandaise sauce, put a nice little poached egg, fry up some hammer turkey on top of that waffle. You're getting Let way too you, fancy over there, man. I'm a game changer when it comes to all the leftovers. you, you got to be able to spice it up a little bit. Now, there is a company up north that is famous for just making waffles. It's mm-hmm. a restaurant deal, and they make a Thanksgiving waffle where they take turkey, cranberry sauce, stuffing, this, that, or so on, and they mix it along with like waffle batter or just a little bit, and they put it into a waffle, and they iron making it, and then you heat it with hot maple syrup or sawmill gravy or even turkey oh. gravy. And I've seen this. And, it, you know, again, my obesity meter was going off the Richter scale just watching it. Hey, well, I'm just saying, take the Thanksgiving <clears throat> eggs benedict, enjoy it, share it. It is a thing of beauty. I heard that. I heard that. Well, guys, we want to say 
We hope everyone had a fantastic Thanksgiving. We hope you got to visit with family, friends, or just had a great break. Whatever it is, we hope it was a good one. Mm -hmm. We hope that everyone was able to enjoy it. And now that Thanksgiving is over, I see that you are already in the Christmas spirit. I've been in it. Christmas music's already going. Movies are shown. I actually watched a little bit of Home Alone. And I don't know at what point you become, I guess, an adult. I guess it's when you're watching that movie and you see, how did he afford this entire vacation (laughs) and then leave Kevin at home? Uh, I don't know, man. Because those plane tickets, I ended up looking it up because I was like, there's just no way. It's like $40,000 just for the plane tickets over to Paris. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, we got into the Christmas spirit, uh, you can say, every year, like we talked about, uh, the day after Thanksgiving, my wife pulls out the copious amounts of totes that are loaded <laughs> down with Christmas stuff. And we now, she always pulls buy. them out or she just tells you to Oh, pull no, them. no. no. The soldiers get in line yeah. and we create the chain to bring it down to mama and so she can unload it. <laughs> and, you know, and she opens it like it's a new gift every year. Oh, look at this. Look at this. Makes it all worthwhile. I know we've had it for seven years, you know, dust it off and put it on the shelf. You know? <laughs> and she looks at me like, I'll kill you. Yeah. I'm like, hey, baby, dial the house back to stun, not murder, you know, and she just laughs at me. <laughs> uh, but no, it's it's great. I mean, it's one of the things she truly enjoys, and it's always a pleasure to see your wife happy about doing something. Mm-hmm. And the house looks fantastic. She does a great job. And so, hey, what's to, what's to be upset about? Outside of having to get on ladders, if either of us have to, that that's it. Just, just keep me away from ladders and having to hang Christmas lights outside. I'm good to go. I heard that. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, sometimes it works. I only have to get on it for a little six-foot ladder, do a little bit of lights around the front of my house, and which is nice. But, you know, you know, Cash, speaking of houses, you know, our number one advertiser, Brian Couch, is still rocking and rolling as the number one realtor or realtor team in DeSoto County. Guys, if you're in the market to buy or sell a house, you need to contact Team Couch at Birch Realty. Guys, they have been voted the number one realtor team in DeSoto County over four times. have done over 25,000 closings in the last 10 years and are nationally ranked as one of the best in the area. If you are really serious about this and just maybe not sure if they're right for you, give them a call. You'll be surprised what they can do. They are a full-service realtor team that right now is offering a free market analysis. They will let you know the value of your home and the homes around you to help educate you so you can make the best informed decision possible, and they will be the team to work with. Check them out again at teamcouch.com, or you can call Brian or Terry at his team office at 1-662-449-1700, or call Brian personally at 901-461-7653. As always, guys, it's that time early in the show. We want to get to our jokes of the week. And again, we want to say thank you to all who send us in jokes or text messages or comment on Facebook, whatever it is. We love getting them. We want to make sure we give you the best each and every week. Cash, I've got three good ones for you. Are you ready? I am. Hey, Cash, I got really sad news for you this week, man. Oh, no. What happened? My obese parrot, Charlie, he died last week. <laughs> yeah. On the positive side, it was a real big weight off my shoulder. <laughs> There's so much wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> hey, Cash. Mm-hmm. Did you know my grandfather was a guitarist for a band called The Hinges? I did not. Yeah, they opened up for the doors back in the 70s. <laughs> Oh, that's good. I I like that one. Hey, Cash. Mm -hmm. I love my wife, but dang, she misses me a whole lot. Hmm? But her aim's getting better, and I'm getting worried. (laughs) (laughs) Those eyes are going to be on full kill. I'm dead. (laughs) This is a great last episode. But I want to say thank you again. That was Terry, and that was Brian, and that was Lisa for those jokes. And I really, really appreciate you guys. <laughs> thank you all so much. We thought we'd change it up. Instead of a nice little motivation, give everyone something to be grateful for, since that's exactly what the holiday we just had. And you got a text message that you were telling me about that just kind of changed everything. I got to be honest with you. Uh, you know, you get you get holiday messages mm-hmm. all the time. You know, on Thanksgiving, people put their stuff out on Facebook and on Twitter, like we did, even for Ovi Pod. You know, yep. we put a you know Happy Thanksgiving out there. But I got a couple personal text messages from a few people. I'm not going to name names. That really kind of surprised me. Um, that said that, hey, you know, I just want you to know that when I was thinking of things to be thankful for, you were one of them. Mm-hmm. And man, it kind of it kind of hits you for a second. You got to take a step back and realize, you know, well, I didn't think I was making that kind of impact, or I wouldn't expect that. Um, you know, and so when I was looking for material for our motivational message, 
um, I found this cool poem um, by a young lady that's talking about how you know how she's grateful mm-hmm. and to think about the small things to be grateful for instead of thinking for the big things and kind of spoke to me a little bit you know and it's more of her personal reflection but I think it's something we can all get something from and so I think it'd be something good for us to listen to and that's why I put it and so I think we go to it now whenever life sucks when all hell has broken loose and I think I am definitely out for the count this time I remind myself to count my blessings I start small up this morning. I can breathe. I am able-bodied. I am well. I have clear thoughts. I can swallow. There is food to eat and clean water to drink. I am warm. I have a home. My mother, my car, it turned on. My computer is new. I have keys to a home. I am loved. I have things to unlock and maybe this is the key. Having gratitude for everything and every place I'm in, for people and perspectives, how they stay firmly rooted or shift over time, I want to be like the ocean, large and vast, but always unashamed. I am grateful for this knowing and poetry, for love letters and emails with kind, kind words sent from strangers across the world. I am grateful for tuberoses, for the smell they release, for hair things scattered around my house and car, but always, always within reach for the feeling, taking my bra off after a long day brings, oh, I am grateful for for good, good friends that FaceTime at 2 a.m. because I sent a text about feeling, feeling lonely. I am grateful for Thrifty's mint chip ice cream on rainy days, for teachers who invested in me beyond subject matter, for the iPhone and all the cool things that it does. I mean, really, what did we do before screenshots? I am ever grateful for activists and allies, for people using their voices, for anger turned strategy, for movements and protests because we are worthy of so much better. I am grateful for Mr. Rogers and for the trees and the air, for quiet moments and celebrations. I am grateful for stillness and plane rides across the world to places I have only ever dreamed of. Oh, to be grateful for the memories and the heartbreak that is now behind me. I am grateful for those terrible days. They taught me, birthed my appreciation for tomorrow always coming. For 82 degrees, sunny Sundays with a gentle breeze. I am grateful for contrast and proximity, for sunshine and being prepared for the rain. Oh, I am grateful for friends turned family, for lovers never lost. Oh, I am grateful, eternally, eternally grateful to be whole, healthy, and loved. You never really think about the small things like that, and to have somebody put that in perspective for you, it just it it really changes everything for me. It does, man. You know, and like just what she started out with, you know, just the idea of being having a warm place or mm-hmm. food to swallow or just having a mother or just just keys to a place you live, just something you know things you don't think about. You know what I mean? And so uh, stuff you take for granted, whatever you want to call it. Uh, like I said, I, I really enjoyed it, you know. Um, you know, I can't say I experienced the idea of taking a bra off and what that feels like, <laughs> but um, I'm sure there's a lot of women out there who can say that's, you know, you know, that's the glorious part of their day. You know, I've seen there's multiple TikTok videos and things like that where people are like, woohoo, and they take them off and, you know. But anyway, um, so, again, I just thought it was something unique and different, and I thought it spoke volumes to this week. No, I couldn't agree more, and thank you for finding something of that nature. Absolutely. Guys, somebody else we want to say thank you to is Michael Hatcher and Associates. As always, guys, they are a phenomenal advertiser with us, and they have done so much for our podcast and our community around here. Guys, if you don't know, Michael Hatcher is the owner of this company, and he serves on so many advisory boards and things that deal with the community. He works with the Bear, the Alderman. He gives back to schools here locally, and it is truly, truly an honor that they help support us as well. If you are in the market to have any type of major landscaping done, uh, construction outside of your house that make your yard or area look better, this is the company you want to use and to know that they're going to give back to the kids and the community around us. As well as, guys, if you're in the market for a new career, their company is thriving so well 
that they have numerous positions available. It's always a great place to work when everyone we've ever sent that way. They have a motto of hire for life. They have fantastic benefits, pay scales, and positions that have easy training to work your way up, and they don't want you to leave once you come. They want you just to be the place for their future. Please check them out at HatcherLandscape.com, or you can call our town acquisition manager, Gabby, at 662-755-3207. Now, guys, we're going to move on to something a little different. Sometimes we do true crime, but this week we've got some movie reviews. During the week, I was able to catch three movies that are kind of uh, still kind of hip or new, and I think y'all would enjoy just a little bit of synopsis about them. Again, if you have not seen them, we'll try not to give you any spoilers but just kind of give you an update of what we thought the movie was like and maybe a few nuggets on it. Yeah, see if it's worth your time or if you just want to keep waiting until like a random Wednesday night when nothing's on TV and you're like, okay, I'm going to finally break down and watch this. There you go. So the first movie we're going to talk about is Free Guy. Now this was uh, in theaters here recently and is now available on Amazon Prime. You can rent it for $6 or purchase it completely for 10 You make the choice what's better for you. Um, and it is about Ryan Reynolds plays a character who is actually not a real character is a person in a video game and his trials and tribulations of understanding that he is in a video game and the movie has some kind of surprise twists when it comes to plot points that you will not expect it has some cool sneak peeks of cameos in it that you don't expect mm-hmm. as well as a unique villain who happens to be the same guy who's the director of one of my favorite movies Thor Ragnarok he plays the main arch villain which is something completely unique for him <laughs> But anyway, uh, all that seeing done, um, the movie itself is a fun, you know, going a good little laugh. If you really enjoy Ryan Reynolds type of humor, uh, you will definitely enjoy this movie. I gave it a strong like seven, seven and a half for the yeah. out of a ten, and so that's how we're going with that one. No, like there's fun, uh, funny Reddit post on what actor always plays the same character, and somebody just goes, "Ryan Reynolds plays Ryan Reynolds in every movie," and I was sitting there thinking back on it, I was like, "Yeah, that couldn't be more true." Oh, there's no doubt, because the second movie we're going to talk about is Red Notice, which, by the way, has Ryan Reynolds <laughs> as Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds again, as well as Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. And Did you notice they were both promoting their own liquor that they own? Ryan Reynolds was drinking his aviation gin, and then The Rock was drinking whatever his tequila brand is whenever he was sitting at the bar. Yeah, you can just add that to insult to injury <laughs> to the movie, um, because even Wonder Woman's role in there, um, I'm sorry, this was about... You described it best when we set it off podcast. How did you describe this again? I described it as a 13-year-old writing a movie for 15-year-olds. And that's a compliment. Yeah. I'm being honest with you. I barely gave it a 5 out of 10. It was nothing more than three stars that enjoyed making a movie together to do self-promotion, self-product promotion, (laughs) see if they could have fun doing it. All so people could watch it on Netflix, and I'm sorry, the movie was just not good. I mean, it was a little bit of the Adam Sandler's model, hey, I want to go take a vacation in South Africa, someone go ahead, give me a script, give me a lot of money, and I'm going to go ahead and make a movie down there. And so, I mean, that's exactly what this felt like with a lot of the locations that they had, and I doubt that Netflix spared any expense. There was a lot of money put into this movie. It just, unfortunately, wasn't written very well. It wasn't at all. And don't get me wrong. It does have some good one-liners and a couple of good parts that make you laugh and giggle. Only because it's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. I mean, if you take Ryan Reynolds out of this movie, it is a dumpster fire of a movie. Because it's just it's just his humor. Occasionally, there's a spot or two you're like, oh, I didn't see that coming. And that's it. I mean, the moment passes quickly. Yeah. And I mean, it's probably too long, but it's a free Netflix movie. You'll watch it at some point and just be like, okay. It's like eating McDonald's. You know, you got filled for the time you were there, but you're just like, mm, should I have done it? <laughs> no, no. And the last thing we're going to talk about is Ghostbusters Afterlife, which I am going to go ahead and say, wow, was I impressed. Um, I hadn't, I didn't have any good thoughts about it going into the movie. Mm-hmm. I kept my expectations low. I am a very, very much in love with the original two. Thought they were fantastic. I thought the girls' version was absolutely another dumpster fire. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I just the way I felt. You know, when you got to pay homage to the originals and. And that's what I was hoping for when it came to this new one with Afterlife, and they did a phenomenal job. I thought the casting was absolutely spot on. Uh, you couldn't ask better for Paul Rudd to be in the role that he played in. I thought the kids were fantastic. The guy from Stranger Things playing the older teenager son was phenomenal. Um, I think they did everything right. They had a few very special cameos in the movie. You can tell there's people who were who really love the Ghostbusters series and wanted mm-hmm. to be a part of it because I mean they, their their roles were literally less than 30 seconds and you're like wow he's in the movie and you're like wow he's gone from the movie 
but they had a key line or a cool you know moment mm-hmm. uh, and it was just it was epic and um, they did a really good job of really staying true to the original um, and they did great callbacks to all the famous stuff of the first two episodes um, so I was really 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 enjoyed it went with my whole entire family there was 11 of us that went to watch it over we actually went to Collierville to their theater to the MXT theater um, it, it is a great theater and it is epic you know another example how Malco was fantastic or to our area you know um, and so uh, it's just a great experience I highly recommend it um, you know there's a couple there's only one thing I had a negative on and I won't say it because I don't want to spoil it for anybody is there was just one key character missing from the entire deal and when you watch it you'll know you know, but other than that, it was a fantastic movie. And so that was well, we're seeing in theater. Please make sure you go see it in theater. And like Zach said, Malco is a top place to go see it. Get that popcorn and completely indulge yourself into what you're doing. Amen, brother. Amen. Now I think we're going to dive head first into the news. And of course, Christmas is on a lot of people's minds. And with that being said, packages could be delayed and they're already struggling, so make sure you try to go ahead and get those packages in the mail sooner rather than later. You're right, Cash. What do you call it? I've been ordering stuff on Amazon because I'm an Amazon shopper for Christmas. <laughs> so that's the way I roll. Um, and I've already started getting notifications of delays and even a couple items that I've ordered that said, oh, they'll be in a couple weeks. Now it's turned into a month. Not sure they'll even make it here for Christmas. And so make sure you plan ahead. Make sure if you are ordering, getting in now. And uh, have backup plans because it's very likely there's going to be some people's hurt feelings that package doesn't show up on top. Yep, you said it perfectly. Olive Branch Police Chief Don Gamage recently reviewed some of the city statistics for criminal activity at a Rotary Club luncheon meeting, and it showed a lot of the numbers are lower than they have been in the years past, and that is even with the recent annexation of 18.5 square miles which has been added to their coverage. And they've already received a good bit of work, over 1,600 calls in that area. Wow, that's impressive. Well, it's good to hear that our police is uh, you know, saying that the crime rate is going down. It's another, another testament to our police department, our mayor, our alderman, everyone else, as well as just our community. I mm-hmm. think our community is more aware as we're growing. Uh, you, know, you, can, you can say technology is a part of that, people seeing things, reporting things and stuff. And uh, so kudos to everyone in Olive Branch. I think that's fantastic. Speaking of Olive Branch Police Department, as you were talking about, another big announcement happened the other day. They have arrested two more in relation to the Walmart carjacking that happened back on November 7th. Makai um, Boyce, age 19, and Rashad Ware, who was 18, both of Memphis, are now being held awaiting extradition back to Mississippi where they will be charged with attempting to commit murder, armed carjacking, and conspiracy to commit a felony. Their bond amounts for each suspect is over $500,000. My goodness. And bond's always a tough thing for me because I don't know if you necessarily should be able to get out, but setting something at 500000 you know they're never getting out of bond. That's just such a high number. I wouldn't even know where to come up with close to that much money. Man, me neither. That's that's a lot of cheddar. Now, I know, if I'm not mistaken, which I'm ignorant to this, I think when you do bonds, you actually have to only pay for a certain percentage of them I mean, or show I, collateral for them. I, I'm not positive. We'll have to get somebody on here to explain it to us. I, I think you might be right. I think it's probably like 10%, but still <clears throat> $55,000 for some people. Like You're not getting $55,000 put together. Yeah, that's a lot of cheddar. Yes. That's a lot, a lot of cheddar. Guys, I want to say a quick shout out to South Haven Alderman John David Wheeler and Operation Barbecue Relief, which is ran by one of my parents at Center Hill High School. Uh, great guy, Mr. Guy. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I always like telling him that. It's a great guy, Mr. Guy. And uh, they do fantastic work in the area. And I want to say thank you to them because they've decided to produce over 1,100 meals for people in need over Thanksgiving break. They had everything from meat, corn, green beans, potatoes, and other fixings. And they did this all back from like 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. And that says a lot to yeah, be able really to feed does. that kind of people and that kind of window to help people. Um, it's just fantastic. I mean, just like on um, Wednesday, I drove by the Dream Center there in Horn Horn Lake. Mm-hmm. Uh, happened there was a car accident there on Highway 55, so we deterred off on Goodman. And when I was going down there, the Dream Center was there was a line of people there going there down the block all the way down there by Tractor Supply, and people working. Must, I saw at least forty volunteers out there working. You know, and this is the 
late afternoon before the day of Thanksgiving, you know? And so shout out to them as well. Uh, I think Jay Nichols and his crew that work here over here in Olive Branch and do all this stuff and work with the association with them is just absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. I think it's, uh, it's just, it's just great that we have this kind of giving in our area. I mean, it and, just shows that we are truly a community and it takes a community to raise somebody and we are doing a good job of that. Reminder, guys, the winter hours have gone into effect for the DeSoto County Rubbish Pit starting this past Monday, November 20th. The Rubbish Pit is open Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. and on Saturday, 7 a.m. to 12 noon. The main rubbish pit for us over here in Olive Branch is at 5255 West Sandage Road in Olive Branch. That is the one I use. And like I said last week, be careful when you drive in there. Uh, make sure you stay in the areas. Don't drive over any other trash or you might end up with a damaged tire and nobody wants to be up there with a damaged tire. No, and do not try to get rid of any personal trash. Otherwise, your car may become personal trash by the bulldozer man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's something, boy. It is something. Speaking of trash and things that might be damaged, guys, if you have a house in the area that maybe is in disrepair, uh, is badly outdated, or you received it from the loss of a loved one, divorce, whatever, and you maybe you want to try to get rid of it quick and fast for a nice cash offer instead of trying to do a rehab on it or and maybe you're just not in the mood right now or have the time to deal with the stress of you know trying to sell a home, this is the place you want to check out. It's called Rodman Properties, and they have a website called iBuyDeSoto.com. They have phenomenal reviews, and they're ran by some close friends of ours, Abby and Spence Rodman, who have done so much for our community. It is a great, great place to work with. It's not a place you're ever going to feel like you're being cheated. They're going to be honest with you, and you know they're going to sell you. If you sell it to them, they're going to turn the property around and make it into a nice place that benefits the community in so many ways. Guys, if you're just even curious, go to iBuyDeSoto.com and just check out all the things they do. They handle property management, buying and selling, as well as rentals. And if you're looking for a place, a lot of times they have some places that are just coming onto the market for rent if you want to live in our amazing community. And you'd be surprised how well the houses they make. That is iBuyDeSoto.com. Speaking about some of our community, the American Veterans Restoration has covered the delinquent water bills of some of its customers that either had their water services turned off or were facing shut off because their bills had not yet been paid. The total bill amounts to were over $5,000, according to Mayor Ken Adams, who announced the generous action. The company specializes in home restoration after fire, mold, reconstruction, and water damages. Pretty awesome. Another example of greatness around here. The veterans just don't ever get enough love. Even with the huge golf tournament that we had, we can never give them enough thanks. So seeing a company do that for them just warms the heart. Agree, Cash. Guys, a hometown hero came back to help for a good cause on Tuesday. Atlanta Braves third baseman and DeSoto Central alumni Austin Riley were here to come support Buy a Tree and Change a Life. This was a fundraiser held over at the Silo Square. A long line greeted Riley over at the Silo Square Clock Tower as he spent two hours signing autographed baseballs for a $100 minimum donation and taking pictures with fans. All the money was going towards Buy a Tree Change a Life fundraiser that benefits the Healing Hearts Child's Advocacy Center and Global Missions for Children. We want to say a very special thanks to Austin Riley for donating this time. This was a great, great way to give back. It really is. And I mean, it was one fun thing to root for him while he was in the World Series, but then to see him come back during the holidays, not spend that time in Atlanta, but coming back here to DeSoto County and then helping change lives like that. That's kind of what you always hope for whenever you have a hometown hero. Oh, agreed. Guys, the state of Mississippi has lost its battle with Tennessee in the water war between the state along DeSoto County's border. Shocker. I mean, this is one that you and me have just kind of been passing around back and forth to each other, seeing where this was going to go, trying to keep up with it. And uh, water laws are near impossible. And so, like you said, shocker well, yeah. that we lost it. But it, it kind of seems mm. knowing that this is the information we now know and how much Tennessee has taken from us, but yeah. th there's no way to control any of that. No, there's no doubt. No doubt at all. The U.S. Supreme Court said Monday it issued opinion on both sides of the volunteer state about ownership of water for the middle Claiborne aquifer state share. The Supreme Court in Monday's decision disagreed with Mississippi's claim, saying that equitable apportionment should be governed from the aquifer. That is where the court allocates how much water each state can use. Mississippi had sought more than $600 million in damages from Tennessee. The case marked the first time Supreme Court said it would use equitable apportionment in a water for aquifer issue. Rather strange. Yeah. 
I mean, it, it's a tough one. I don't envy the Supreme Court for trying to figure out what they did, but I just love that they're still called the volunteer state as they're stealing all of our water. <laughs> all right. All they right. volunteered I, it. They yeah, volunteered they, they, it. They, they volunteered to help us remove some of the water that we had so much <laughs> extra of. Graciously. How gracious of them up there, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lord of mercy. The Mississippi School Board Association has sent a letter to its members letting them know that they are leaving the National School Board Association. Mississippi is now one of the groups of state associations dropping its membership after the NSBA sent a letter to President Joe Biden asking for federal support investigating harassment and threats of violence against school board members. Now there is a new movement going around trying to start their own organization state by state, including Mississippi being one of the front runners for this part. Guys, we decided to tell you this is because it does affect our kids here in our community. You know, believe it or not, the National School Board Association does help when it comes to citing how we do our curriculum and things when it comes to how we're measured amongst when it comes to the national setting versus state to state. And so by us disassociating with that, it does give the state more freedom when it comes to what they're going to choose when it comes to curriculum and things a little bit, you know, it's, yeah. it's unique in different ways. The state already has most of control. Um, but uh, this move is seems somewhat political, but we will just keep you up to date on what this means uh, as it affects us, as it comes. Uh, and just want to give you that little nugget. Yeah. And that's going to wrap up all of our news. We've still got a fantastic show lined up for you. We've got a fun fact of the week about Ole Miss that I think a lot of people are going to enjoy if they don't already know that story. And then a couple of scores in the high school basketball realm, along with me trying to lose you a little bit more money. So Yeah, you're on a roll. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys, it's time for that fact of the week. And this is brought to you by Rob Long of the DeSoto County Museum, which is located in Hernando on Commerce Street, right across from the Area 51 Ice Cream Shop. They are open Tuesday through Saturday and have numerous exhibits for your viewing and learning pleasure. Do not miss out on this exciting opportunity. Guys, this past week we had the Egg Bowl on Thanksgiving Day where Ole Miss defeated Mississippi State in a rather lackluster game, especially if you're a Mississippi State fan or you're a very exciting game if you're an Ole Miss fan, however you want to look at it. It was a fun game to watch, at least throughout the first half. It was very defensive-oriented, and Mississippi State could have really grabbed a lead had they been able to do anything in the red zone besides, I don't know, miss, I believe, Four two? touchdown passes? Well, four touchdown passes, but it, their kicker missed two mm -hmm. field goals shorter than 30 yards, and that's just unacceptable. Yeah, well, you know, what kills me is about the game is, you know, I watched the entire game, and, you know, and I'm, I want a good game. Yeah. You know what I mean? And don't get me wrong, I was leaning towards Mississippi State. You know, you look for a home game. I love a rivalry when they win back and forth, back mm -hmm. and forth, you know. And, you know, and there's something to be said. Did you enjoy spoiling something? You know what I mean? Because Ole Miss was looking for their first 10 win regular season. Mississippi State could spoil it. That's a great, you know, well, line to use. And, um, and, and it, it had the opportunities, um, you know, but you know, the things about the game that I didn't like is, is that I thought the officiating for both sides was terrible. Mm -hmm. um, you just, you know, so many missed calls. And then the calls that were called were so – God, I had to say they were called at the right time to make the worst things for each team. Yeah, if that makes sense, and I think it was even across the board. I mean, there were so many times where like you you call holding on this, but the four plays before it where people were getting you know basically sexually assaulted on the field <laughs> is how about they're being held down and things done. You know, it was just so lopsided. You can never get into a flow of the game. It was very rarely where you get in just consecutive right, plays to where know, it was just I mean, happening. How many targeting calls are you going to call an Ole Miss? I mean, like I mean, and some were not even close. I'm just like, what is this? And they even took them off but it was just yeah. like i mean we just wasted five minutes for something right. that it was clearly wasn't a kill joy to the momentum of the game you know like i said don't get me wrong i got my old best buddies that were like oh we won woohoo this that or so on you know and i was like you know you take some of the weather away that game could be literally down to the wire ot game who yep. knows well i, I mean know. it was just because i it's like what he said right before half where state literally dropped three straight touchdown passes two in the end zone and one the running back just yeah. dropped it running walking into the end zone it's just like my but you goodness. know that's football you know yeah. like i don't i don't look for excuses on why a team will lost but i do want no, to I, see... I look for excuses if it's a field goal kicker and that field goal <laughs> kicker ooh, i know he had a rough one yeah i know it's rough on him but you know, I, I don't know. Like I said, I thought the game was just marred with things that killed its momentum, its, its joy, and don't get me wrong. Hey, congratulations to Ole Miss. You know, y'all got 10 wins. You got the Egg Bowl staying in Oxford. Uh, you know, am I happy about it? Not necessarily, but hey, you know, that's just part of it. Uh, I was just hoping I was just hoping for a game that had, I guess, 
you're talking about two high-powered offenses, and it just felt like a defensive game for a long time. Well, I mean, that weather wasn't going to allow for those offenses to run at the kind of tempo or anything that they wanted, and then just too many mistakes. Lane Kiffin's still continuing to go for it on fourth down way too much. Like you, I, I Hey, I understand the analytics. I understand wanting to go for it. You don't do it on your own 35 on the first possession of the game. Like, you just don't. I know. And it, what kills me, too, is, is that that's a, to me, you know, there's times for that. Yeah. You know, and that was not one, but whatever. I mean, don't get me wrong, Mississippi State made a good play. The other part that bothers me, too, is is that, you know, I'm an offensive-minded guy, and Ole Miss runs a three-front that sometimes only has four in the box, and we still try to throw the football against it. And I've never understand what Mississippi State doesn't just Because any time yeah. they made the adjustment to run the football, four or five yards a pop, and we just never – consistently used it to the advantage. Mississippi State has one of the worst rushing attacks in the SEC, and to not have faith, like you said, with just three down linemen and them dropping those linebackers to do protect against short dinks and dunks, it was just like... And what do you call it? Ole Miss's leading tackler, you know, number 44, I can't remember his name, Saved My Life, the guy who transferred from Maryland, he played outside the box most of the night yeah. into coverage. And, you know, and I was like, their leading tackler is not in the box. They have four in the box. Don't get me wrong. I, the guy's defense, you know, it's a, it's a cave-in defense. I get that. But still, you're going to get three yards if you have somewhat just decent blocking on one side of your offensive line. And maybe he breaks it four or five or more. You know, I mean, like, I don't know. And with all the rain and stuff, <clears throat> a lot of times that can yeah. help the offensive line. That can help your running back. There, there was no reason not to try to run it more. But, I mean, that's part of Mike Leach's philosophy. Pass those short – kind of behind the line of scrimmage things as part of your run game. It just wasn't the game, especially with the case of the dropsies running through Mississippi State. Yeah. No, like you said, it, 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 it is what it is. The game's over. Congratulations to Ole Miss. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing how the bowl pitcher turns out and go from there. Yeah, it's going to be exciting to break down the as we are in rivalry week. Texas, not sure a little win. Hopefully we turn down ours and I can fully immerse myself into the basketball season with the um, – well, the dumpster fire that was our football season. <laughs> but, uh, well, you know, this was supposed to be a fact of the week, not talk about college football, but, you know, hey, whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, uh, so, Zach, we'll pass this back over to you and uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yes. A few weeks back, my son and I went to the football game at Ole Miss and we saw the Chucky Mullins statue. And I heard someone ask the question, you know, who was Chucky Mullins? And so I've asked a few people if anybody knows the story, and some people don't. And so we decided to do the research to give you a heads up of who Chucky Mullins was and why he was so significant to Ole Miss and Ole Miss football. You know, I'm given you know, a lot of you Ole Miss fans out there probably already know this story, but there's a lot of people who do not. So our fact of the week is, did you know that Chucky Mullins is one of the few college football players in history to be visited by a president after being injured during a college football game? President George H.W. Bush visited Chucky in the hospital on November 22nd, 1989. Chucky Mullins was injured on October 28, 1989 during an Ole Miss homecoming game against Vanderbilt in Oxford. Chucky Mullins plunged headfirst into a tackle of Vanderbilt fullback Brad Gaines after a short pass attempt. The impact shattered four vertebrae in Mullins' cervical spine, immediately paralyzing him. After being airlifted to Baptist Memorial Hospital in Memphis, Mullins underwent a tracheotomy and a five-hour bone graft operation to fuse the vertebrae. Mullins never regained sensation below his neck. After months of intense physical therapy, however, Mullins was eventually able to move his hand across his body and touch his chest. As soon as the injury occurred, Mullins became the recipient of a huge outpouring of community support. Ole Miss fans, college football fans in the South, and people from all over the nation immediately began donating money towards Mullins' growing medical expenses. Soon, Ole Miss established the Chucky Mullins Trust Fund to properly manage the donations. The city of Oxford donated land for a specifically designed handicap accessible house for Mullins. Donations to the trust fund eventually exceeded $1 million. Mullins returned to Ole Miss on June 20, 1990 to complete his undergraduate studies. Less than a year after returning to school, Mullins was stricken by pulmonary embolism caused, a, caused by blood clots formed from inactivity and poor circulation. Sadly, he died in the hospital on May 6, 1991, and was buried in his hometown of Russellville, Alabama. It's a truly sad story, especially there's a movie made about him that shared kind of everything, and he showed up on campus with no sheets, no really extra clothes or anything, and was just a true coach's dream of somebody who worked hard, smiled, laughed, brought energy that... Nobody else really could except for that one or two players that you hope you always have. 
And that's one of the reasons why he got such a outpouring of love. And you better have a box of tissues beside you if you're going to watch that movie because it will just rip out your heart. And then how the team rallies behind him. They get a phone so he can still be at practice and just hear the helmets colliding because he was somebody who just loved hitting and everything that was going on at practice and being a player. So I, it's a truly devastating story, and I encourage anyone to look it up and take something from it because you want to talk about being grateful, like we were saying at the beginning, just being able to swallow, just having something to come home to. That movie and that person will make you feel grateful for anything that you're doing. And kudos to Ole Miss for honoring him and continuing to praise him and live by his standard today. And so uh, I thought it was a good little story. I thought it was something that kind of, you know, fit in for this week considering Thanksgiving Egg Bowl and everything else. And and we hope you all enjoyed that. Guys, that wraps up our first half of the show. And so please stick around after a few advertisers to listen to our post-game show. Always got some good local scores that happened over the Thanksgiving break. Are you looking to start renovating? Well, North Mississippi Dumpster is the local business you want to contact. All you have to do is head over to DeSotoDumpsters.com. You will be able to find all of your pricing and sizing needs. They are open seven days a week and have fantastic prices. They carry 13 and 20 yard roll-off dumpsters that are in great conditions so you don't have an eyesore sitting in your yard or on your job site. They service DeSoto, Tate, Marshall, and Tunica counties. So visit them at DeSotoDumpsters.com or give them a call at 901-299-0916. Are you tired of an unimpressive lawn or need some help from a local professional to get your yard the way you want it? Look no further than Master Lawn for your weed control and fertilizing needs. Master Lawn has been serving the Olive Branch community and surrounding areas for over 25 years and is ready to add you to their long list of satisfied customers. Contact them today for a free quote through their website, www.masterlawninc.com or call 901-250-0873. Welcome to OB Pods Post Game Show. All right, guys, we're getting back into basketball season and even still rocking and rolling over the Thanksgiving break as we have numerous scores and reports for you. Cash, let's shake it up. Let's go with the boys first this week. What do we got? Lewisburg defeated by Halia thanks to Noah Jorgensen's 25 points. That's that is, impressive. It is huge as they won 79 to 64. So almost a quarter or a third of his team's points. That's unreal. I'm telling you now, Bahia is known to being stout in basketball. That is a surprising score because they're usually very salty in this area. Mm-hmm. But man, that just shows you Lewisburg is on a roll and Coach Tipton is doing a phenomenal job. Like you said, we are the cream of the crop in the area and going out and beating teams like that is going to continue to show team others why. Then we had your school, Center Hill. Unfortunately, they lost to Columbus 56-52, but Tanner Burcham and Jaden Rankins did their best as both scoring over 10 points. And then there was the Lighthouse Classic, I believe. Yes, correct. Now, before we get there, now Columbus is considered one of the top teams in, I believe, 5A now. I don't know if they're 6A. Uh, they always fluctuate. They're right in that low level, mm-hmm. and uh, they are picked to go the distance. And so uh, to have a 56-52 game, that's good for us. I mean, nobody likes getting an L, but playing uh, on par with them is a good thing. Well, and basketball is a lot different than football. You can suffer a few losses, especially early in the season, and to be able to gauge yourself – that's very important, and it looks like you're doing pretty good. Yeah, Coach Forbes has got his system coming into play, and the guys are picking it up slowly. You know, they're still working in their thing, and so I think it's going to work out great. Now, they did get invited to the Lighthouse Classic, which is an invitation-only basketball uh, tournament um, that was held this past week. Um, actually, it played yesterday on Friday for us, and they played the one of the number one teams in all of Alabama, which was Sparkman High School. And sadly, they were defeated 67 to 52. Uh, they had a star. They have a star player on the Sparkman team that is going to go big. He will be seeing him on college basketball courts and possibly the NBA down the road. But overall, the kids played pretty well. Uh, just, you know, just the team was a little too strong for him. It'll happen. Now we're going to get into some W's as Olive Branch beat Gentry 72 to 66, and Jalen Tyler had 19 points while his running mate Trevor Joyner had 12. That's a good game. What do you call it? Gentry is known to be strong. 
So that's good for Olive Branch to be able to get that W. Absolutely. And then they also played St. Benedict as they won 85-55. to And believe it or not, the same two players were the top scorers. This time, even one upping themselves as Jalen Tyler had 23 and Trevor Joyner had 18. Yeah, those are the two guards for uh, Olive Branch. And they are definitely the threat or the attackers of the entire game. Uh, and they'll most likely be the leading scorers most of the entire season. Um, you know, unfortunately, Coach Rombaugh had a couple transfers, you know, over the past break. He had a really seven-foot center and some other guys that moved on to prep school, but they are still very talented and have a very big depth chart. Uh, so they are going to be somebody who's formidable to deal with, and St. Benedict got all they could handle right there. And then some. Now we're going to move on to the girls as Lewisburg played Horn Lake. Unfortunately, they did not have the same victory as the males, and they lost 50-40. to 40. Then we're going to move on to the Center Hill women as they played Collarville. Unfortunately, they lost 74-46, to 46, but Dominique Collins had 10 points and Madison Bush had 9. Yeah, that's a tough loss. Collarville's very talented, um, but, you know, Coach is going to get things together, I have no go, no doubt. Uh, Coach Owens does a phenomenal job, and the girls are getting better every game, and so I can definitely see that by the time we get to district, it's going to be a completely different kind of scenario. Again, basketball in this area is just loaded, mm-hmm. and you look at all three of the girls' teams, really four girls' teams we have, um, and it is going to be quite interesting to see how this district rolls out. I couldn't agree with you more. Olive Branch played Gentry, and they won 66-47 with Addison Howe and Rima Pegues both leading the ways with over 20 points. Now, you were able to talk to Coach Thompson about this game this past Saturday against Tishomingo. Yeah, um, so we recorded last Saturday, mm-hmm. and then they played Tishomingo later that afternoon. We were not able to add that to the show for Monday. Uh, as much as I would have liked to, after I spoke to Coach Thompson, he called me personally and let me know what was going on. And uh, I'm going to, you know, he's not the type of person who usually complains. I'm just going to be honest. Um, he will let you know how things are going. And But he was pretty upset about the ball game. And he said it's been a long time since he felt like it was lopsided against him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I said, well, you know, you know, it's one thing to say it. And do you have something to support that? And he goes, well, he goes, this is how I come to that conclusion. And he goes, my leading scorer was Rima Pegues, and she had 30 points. She did not get a single free throw during the entire ball game. And for somebody that plays down in the paint to have that many shot attempts and points without getting a single foul called on you, it's just almost not even possible. So, and he goes, and so he follows up by saying, by the way, we only got 14 free throws in the power game. I was like, well, it sounds like they didn't call much. And he goes, they had 40 plus. And I was <laughs> like, hold the phone. What? He goes, yeah. So they showed me the stat sheet. And sure enough, they had over 40 free throw attempts where basically they almost fouled out the entire Olive Branch team to be able to have that many free throw attempts. Yeah. I I mean, it's just like, what? And he goes, it it was unbelievable. And you see it. They had 40 free throw attempts and 77 points. I don't know how many of the 40 they made, but it was probably almost half of their points that they got off of free throws. And so, like, the disparity there, Rima Pekis is a physical player in the paint. Mm -hmm. She does not shoot perimeter. She does not. You, you cannot guard her down the paint. That's where she gets most of her, all, if not all of her points, is within eight feet of the bucket. Mm-hmm. You cannot tell me she doesn't draw a single foul during a shot. Yeah. I mean, come on. Let's it's just be not possible. Ourselves. It's just not possible. And so to have that, that is that is the glowing, glowing Discrepancy. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, wow. So I hate to hear that, but here's the deal. Tishomingo County, you know, playing there at Tishomingo County. I'm not going to say there was home cooking, but, boy, I'm going to leave it what it is. You draw your own conclusion yeah. when you get that kind of information. You, you let us know if it smelled like a Thanksgiving turkey or something got burnt in the oven. Yeah, so yeah, there's no doubt about that. But Worth that's going to wrap up our high school scores, and the games will pick back up a lot more over the next week, so be expecting a nice little longer sports segment next yeah, week. Yeah, and we decided not to bother any coaches this week, you know, being the Thanksgiving given holiday you know didn't want to try to get into their into their personal time but next week we'll pick up back with a coach or two maybe a couple to make up for it uh, to talk about the current season and some of the players and get some more details and highlights of how things are going going into the christmas break all righty now let's head on to a little bit of monday night football as i am continuing to hopefully be faded by everybody because these picks are just getting worse and worse. And we're going to fade you off this program if you continue <laughs> this because you're 0 for, for what, five weeks in a row now? I, I believe it is five weeks in a row. I 
part of the problem, it was just a bad pick. I, I do truly believe that this is one of the few times I gave one of those, but Gronkowski came back. He had a phenomenal game. The Giants were in it around halftime, and then Tampa Bay does what Tampa Bay does and just kind of piled it on against a bad team. I, th- I expected a little bit more out of the Giants' offense. That just never really came to fruition, and the Giants even agreed with me by firing their offensive coordinator after the game. Wow. So Are you serious? I, 100% serious. Jason Garrett got fired immediately after the game, just showed the door. See ya later. Thank you, never. And I think he still had a couple years on his contract. They're willing to eat it. It, it was just... Um, Poorly done. It was a bad pick. I, I thought I was on the right side of it. I should have just taken the over, ridden the points. But those things happen. And it was just something that I was not prepared for in that moment. Yeah, I hear you, brother. I hear you. So, as I said, we're going to dust ourselves off and try to come back again. And this is a really hard game, as it's the Seattle Seahawks versus the Washington no longer named professional football team, as they are still trying to come up with one. And it, the Redskins, they are no longer that. There's just a professional football team. They're the Redskins. They, they are indeed the good old hog mollies and from back in the 80s with John Riggins and everything else going on. But I digress. We are going to ride with just the most talent on one team. And that's the Seattle Seahawks minus a point. It is just hard to see the Redskins being able to do anything. I, the Seattle Seahawks defense, I, it's not the greatest, but the Washington offense is just that bad even if they are able to get a couple players like they expected Curtis Samuel he sounds a lot better in name than in theory just kind of one of those players boomer bust and most of the time he's going to be bust whereas the Seahawks you're getting one of the top receivers in the NFL and Tyler Lockett you're getting DK Metcalf who looks like an offensive tackle out there running as a wide receiver the professional football team doesn't really have anyone that's going to be able to cover him Russell Wilskin's two more weeks removed from that injury. That thumb should be healed nice. They got a nice little longer break. So we're going to be able to ride with them. Hopefully at only minus one, it's pretty much just to pick them and let this get us back on the winning horse. I hope you're right, brother. Because, I mean, <laughs> we might be starting getting the hate mail. Yeah, the, 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 <laughs> there might be some pickets and tiki torches coming after us if I lose them too much money. Amen to that, brother. Well, guys, we hope you're enjoying our show, and we, if you have, we hope you've given us a five-star review on iTunes, and you've hit the subscribe button on any of your podcast catching apps to make sure you never miss an episode. As we get close to the end of the year, we are still seeking a couple more advertisers. If you are interested in advertising on our show, which we do a great job with, not afraid to pat ourselves on the shoulder, we have done a lot of great things for all of our advertisers. That's why they've been sticking with us. We hope you would join us. Send us an email at theobpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to have your work with you. And as always, we hope you tune in next week for our next week's show. We're going to have a couple coaches on there, we hope, as well as a lot more great information as we get into the Christmas spirit. we we'll probably try to throw a little bit of Christmas music in, in the episodes and try to get a little nice jingle to really get into the mood for the holiday season. Guys, also, if you like what you're listening to, you might enjoy our brother podcast, Under the Water Tower. They do a fantastic job covering the Hernando area and their community with all news and announcements and sports in that area, as well as their show comes out twice a week on Difference from Ours, which is once a week. You can catch that on Tuesdays and Fridays. But as always, we'll catch you next week. I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. See you then.